0: Um, and today, we have uh, with us, amazing man of God, Sam Layton. Let's give it up. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes. And uh, Sam has been with, uh, in missions for a few years now, um, starting with YWAM, um, most recently with a ministry called Caruso, um, that just goes out and not only shares the love of God, but just want to see people live in the kingdom of God. You've traveled all over the place, right, ministering, and you were in Brazil for the Send last last uh, few years ago now?
1: Yeah, two years ago, I think. How
0: How was that? What was that like to be there?
1: Man, being in the Send, in the stadium, honestly, like, I mean, imagining sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 people gathered in the stadium worshiping Jesus, like, Brazil is like, Another level when it comes to worship and just the the culture, everything is unreal. But man, yes, the send is going to be awesome in Norway. Yeah, it was unreal.
0: So good. Honestly, I'm going to do everything I can to get there to Norway. Hopefully it won't be too hard. Um, But I just want to be part of what God is doing and seeing a move of missionaries being sent out um, to the nations. And I guess that's a a great place to um, kind of introduce you um, you're a good friend of I'm Harper here. You come through, I feel like, one or two times a year, teaching on our schools and just sharing like who you are. And uh, I just like, what would you, like, you, I believe you really carry something of the kingdom um, and kingdom living, but sometimes in church we hear that phrase so much. And so, like, what is it? What is it that the kingdom of living that you, like, teach and you live mm-hmm. out so much? How would you describe that to someone who doesn't know what kingdom of living is?
1: Okay, man, how to keep this concise? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think basically the the invitation from Jesus is, you know, that there is so much more to Christianity than you know, going to church on Sunday and trying not to sin and having a free pass to heaven one day. Like the lifestyle that Jesus lived, the lifestyle that the disciples lived, it was an invitation, you know, Jesus came to make disciples. And I think today so often we can have this, you know, we know about the gospel of salvation, but maybe not the gospel of the kingdom. We know uh, how to give our lives to Jesus, go to heaven one day, but. Jesus was looking for people that would walk how he walked, that would would carry out this kingdom, uh, carry out you know the gospel message, and you know when we look at look at the book of Acts, we see you know the example of that lived out, you know. The yep. book of acts is the only book in the bible where we actually get a visual look at what christians like the life of christians looked like you know before that there was no believers filled with the holy spirit after that we see lots of letters from paul but the book of acts gives a visual look at what christianity looked like and it wasn't about people just giving their lives to jesus going to church trying not to sin it was these wow. bunch of disciples that took what happened in the building out of the building brought the kingdom everywhere where they want went saved the lost, healed the sick, cast out demons, you know, heard the voice of God, led by the Holy Spirit, uh, intimacy with Jesus, all these things. So I think it's that, it's like the Christian living is so much more than just, you know, good behavior. It is following the lifestyle Jesus modeled.
0: Following the lifestyle Jesus modeled is so good. I feel like as I was growing up, definitely like, put my hand up as the one, like the free pass into heaven. When you die, you're going to be good. And we're kind of looking forward to that time but I grew up never knowing, I ne- never even heard of sto- stories mm. of people getting healed, never even really heard of stories of like God encountering people. Yeah. Um, but then I'd read the Bible and they were in there and I, I, and I would find them. Um, like, what was, I don't know, what was, did you grow up knowing that these miracles happened and you were just seeing them? And I was, yeah. you know, like I just was unlucky. What was, how was it for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's the story of most people. I grew up going to church every Sunday, multiple times maybe, but you know, it was, didn't really see that, didn't experience that. You know, the Bible to me was just something you do to tick off a box, you know. I walked away from church at 14, walked away from God, you know, was totally in the world. And at 21 years old, on the come down in my bedroom, encountered the presence of God for the first time in my life. You know, God stepped into a room when I was with anxiety, fear, like just I'd be in a lifestyle of drink, drugs, like everything you can imagine. And in a moment I encountered Jesus is real. Like I don't need to go to a building to meet him. He met me in my bedroom. I haven't been in church in seven years. Um, and I think that starts a very different tone. I read the Bible then not to tick a box, but I was like, man, if this Jesus is willing to save my life, if he's just stepped into my room, wow. then like, I better read this thing. And then when you read about the life of Jesus and the things he says, you take it seriously, you know? So when he says, you know, if you follow me, you'll do the same works. When he says that, that you'll know the truth and it will set you free. When the Bible says that you're a new creation, you, you know, you read these things, you believe it, and it actually has an impact. So I believe it's getting rid of some of the religiosity of, of just doing the right thing things and realizing like man Jesus is real like when we read about him that was real he's still alive today he's still doing the same things today and like that surrender to him not to a church not to a ministry it's surrender to the person of Jesus like and be filled with the Holy Spirit everything changes
0: that's so good Like the
1: adventure of Christianity like oh man. I love
0: it it's what I live for
1: yeah and on. so
0: um, you talk about surrender to Jesus what like expand on that what does surrender to Jesus look like to you
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's an ongoing thing. It's like that that time in my bedroom was the first genuine heartfelt. Like I didn't even know if God was real, but it was Jesus. If you're real, I'll give my life to you. And I think it's a daily thing as Christians. It's like we can't ever come away from that, you know, returning to the secret place on our knees before Jesus. Like I surrender it all because we can get caught in the, the ministry. We can get caught in going to church. But, you know, if we actually genuinely believe that the Holy Spirit is alive, present today, and then we will get on our knees in our bedroom and we will ask for him to come and refill us. We will ask for him to ruin us for the ordinary. And he promises to do it. You know, At that time, I might not have had the church, might not have had people around me. But yeah. there was a genuine surrender. And that's what it starts with. And then from that moment on, it's like, you know, God can bring the people around you. God can open the doors for churches, all these things. But without that genuine surrender, yeah. I think that's where we get caught in the motions of... Which is a reality for so many today, and yeah. I think Jesus is longing for that genuine surrender, and that is the invitation to the the kingdom. You know, like that is what takes it from just I'm going to heaven one day to actually my life is fully available and yeah. doing my life what you did in the disciples' lives, doing my life what what you know was the normal in Christianity, Norman Book of Acts.
0: That's so good, so good. I, I think about the times I read Acts, and mm. I, I don't know what happened, but it must have gone in one ear and out the other ear because it's yeah. there's some wild. It's pretty
1: wild. Like in that book, the testimonies in that will challenge your. You know, like Paul's preaching the gospel one night, like hours into the night, someone falls from a roof, falls from a window, dies. He goes down, jumps on top of them. They get raised to life. It's like, I mean, that is like normal Christianity for them. I mean, they're seeing the sick healed, they're seeing the dead raised, they're seeing three thousand people saved, baptized in a day. Like, man, come on, that's Whoa. the invitation that's so for Christianity. Good.
0: I would love to have been in that room because it was obviously a bit boring (laughs) so that he fell asleep and then suddenly like the guy died and then he's raised the leg. I'd be like, okay, I'm ready for another like five hours. Like, let's go. Um, But I think that's so true. Like the invitation into like exciting radical um, Mm -hmm. Christianity. Now, recently you were out with a YWAM outreach team in Albania, yeah. right? How long were you there for? Like,
1: uh, Yeah, we just got back about 10 days ago. I was there for, for the last, yeah, two months.
0: And how was that? Like, uh, I hear there's some there's some really cool, Jesus did some great things in Albania.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, we love to talk about sometimes, you know, what God's doing in certain nations, and that's so, so true, but it's just the reality of, you know, going filled with the Holy Spirit ready to see God move everywhere we went and I think Albania is a nation where it's mainly Muslim you know it can be challenging but we saw like Jesus just you know he's the same like doesn't matter if you're in Albania you're in the UK you're in America like Holy Spirit is the same his will is the same no yep. matter what country and yeah seeing him move in Albania was wild
0: that's so cool saw some wild things <laughs> you had a little story about kind of you you gathered up the community yeah so bring your sick tonight. Yeah, God's gonna see you healed. Share a little bit about that evening and like kind of what led up to and what, what God did.
1: Yeah, there's a a YWAM couple that planted a church in the middle of a Gypsy community in Albania, and they'd invited us to come, basically hold a meeting there. So a, a group of us went about two hours early, walked around door to door, and was just like, if there's anyone sick here, like come to this place at this time, like we're gonna be praying for the sick. You know, they're very open to the spiritual world; they're open to that. So. Uh, we saw a bunch of people come, the, 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 the people that planted church, that there was like, you know, over double the amount of people that normally came. And and we did that. We preached the gospel very shortly and prayed for the sick. And we saw multiple people getting healed from all kinds of, of pains, sicknesses. We saw people with arthritis get healed. And then uh, there was one lady that had come for prayer. She had a cyst on her brain. She was like, can you pray for me? Um, we prayed, quick prayer. And then a week later, the lady that planted this church sent us a text saying, Um, after you guys prayed, she went to Tirana, the capital, to the hospital, had the scans to check on the update. The doctors couldn't believe it. There was no cyst in the brain. Four doctors came in, looked at the x-rays, no cyst to be found. That's so good. And I mean, that testimony, like we couldn't even remember who prayed for her. You know, that was probably, Mm -hmm. there was no way to check it. That was probably a quick five second, be healed in Jesus' name. But that is the message, you know, that's not about a person. It's not about a person on the platform. It's just the reality of like, man, Holy Spirit lives in us. He wants to do the same today he did in the life of Jesus. He did in the book of Acts. And, you know, assist on the brain is nothing for Jesus.
0: Oh, that's so good. So again, assist on the brain <laughs> is nothing for Jesus. I think it's so good because, um, I don't know, growing up watching TV evangelists and kind of that of like the 50s era, um, we love God just used specific people in such a way, yeah. but this is a story where no one can attribute it to yeah. Like, I don't know, you maybe, like yeah. or, or like someone who's kind of walked in a history of miracles, but it's just someone nameless and faceless
1: yeah.
0: prayed for this person, and yeah. they went to hospital, right? It was checked by doctors, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the cyst was gone. That's, yeah. that's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, so what would you say, like, to a young person now um, who is, like, maybe they're in their room, maybe their church... Um, They've been going to church for like 10 years and no, the church has never really explained mm-hmm. the kingdom or the presence of God to them. But they're just like, I want to know a real God. How, how can that person meet with Jesus like in the way yeah. that you said?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, like, as I said, it came from that moment of total surrender. And I, I genuinely believe, like, if we really believe that we believe Jesus is real, that he sees our life, like... We don't need to be in the perfect church service room to encounter us, the perfect. I believe it starts with you get alone, you get hungry, you get on your knees, you say, Jesus, like, you know, I just heard that guy share those stories. If you can do that in my life, do it through my life. Like if what you did in the lives of Peter of Paul of John, if that is real, if that's for today, then do it in my life. And I think that heartfelt surrender it's like we have to believe jesus moves in that yeah and of course then he will open doors like for me i prayed that prayer in my bedroom i didn't know anything at that point but you know he opened the doors to a church to then come and do dts to why i'm like you know those things happen but it starts from a surrender you know so i would say if, if someone's listening to that it's like yeah, get alone be real with jesus but you know invite him to that i yeah. give you everything but I think it's that raising expectation of, like, faith of, man, this is possible. Like, reading the Gospels, reading this, and being like, you know, Jesus, do it in my life.
0: That's so good. Because I think when we, um, Matthias was on here a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about encountering God through the Word, encountering God through the Bible, and through his truth. But there's something about when you read his promises for those who believe, where you're like, that's a deposit in the bank. You know, I can... Yeah. I can bank on that. That is that is solid. I can take that out. So it's like how how did you find yourself reading the word and taking ownership of that is for me. Yeah. That is for now. That's not just for two thousand years ago. That is for that's for Albania. Yeah. That's for the streets of England. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd love just to hear a couple minutes on, on that.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's our approach to the Bible. I think so often we've grown up where it's honestly like you do your your Bible in a year program, you, you read a chapter a day, you tick it off, you get on with your day. Mm. Um, but I believe it's like approaching the Bible as like this is an evidence book of like who God is and who I am, like, and, and this, anything I see in here is available for today. I think so often we approach the Bible as this measuring stick of like, something we have to measure up to this unattainable reality, but realizing it's a mirror, you know, like yeah. when scriptures like that, there's the truth about us, you know, when the Bible says you're a new creation, it means you're a new creation. Yeah. When the Bible says that the truth will set you free, like that is evidence. You can take that before God and be like, you know, you have promised that I'm a new creation. Oh, wow. Like you have promised that the truth will set me free. And I think that approach to the word of God is like the foundation, you know, like, uh, do we, take of the truth based on our experience or what we read in the word of God and I think so often we read the word of God but then we allow it to submit itself to our experience and we hold our experience as the ultimate you know truth oh, wow. but I think it's the flip reversal it's like this is what, what Jesus says about me this is what the word says and yeah. my experience might be different but I'm going to hold on to this and I'm going to wait for my experience to submit its knee to what God says oh, like if Jesus says I'm free but that's not my experience then I'm going to align myself with the word of God and my, my experience so is going to submit his knee and I think like God honors that when we take his word like as the evidence as that like not just as something to tick off but man that is where yeah real freedom is I believe the foundation of our lives
0: oh come on that's so good and so deep and I think um even just me um and the generations below we just need to hear that like we align ourselves to the word we align and believing that our experiences are going to align to the truth of God um that's so good. Um, I think in a moment, we just want to transition back to some worship. But um, Sam, we would love it. If, would you pray for those out there? Maybe pray for those who haven't experienced God in this yeah. way, in this truth, and they're in their bedroom, and yeah. they, they have nothing but God. They have no community. Pray for them to encounter the love of God, yeah. and that they would not only encounter the love of God, but walk in the works of the kingdom. Mm, come so
1: on. Good. Yes. Yes, Jesus. We just thank you, God, for every person watching this, Jesus. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're real, God, that you are, you are with every person right now, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're not limited to this building, you're not limited to a place. And right now, I pray for every person, every person that is longing to see the greater things, longing to know you intimately, God, longing to know you outside of just uh, a ministry a situation, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would encounter every person. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that your presence would come, would touch people's lives. Yeah. And I pray, Jesus, you would take people deeper than they've ever been before. Holy Spirit, would you would You teach people what it looks like to live a life of surrender? Would you just, yeah, uh, be moving in people's lives? Would you open the doors that need to be opened? And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for for lives to be impacted in Jesus' name.